momming today with Kathleen Cameron, a manifestation coach. You'll explain what that is, and a mom of two wonderful girls. Kathleen, thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's great uh, to be here. What is it like to be a manifestation coach? It's is that like a oh. you know like a you a dream fulfiller for people? Oh my gosh. Yes, I love that. That is such a, a fun little way to say it. I, you know, I always say it's becoming uh, aware of a part of yourself that you didn't know already existed huh. and, and and changing what you're seeing in your life. So often people are uh, fulfilling their biggest dreams through manifestation. Okay. Um, and I'd imagine we get or we seek out you, your advice, your guidance, because we find we get in our own way. Oh, yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, and it's about really going within. And so s- instead of letting the things that you see in your world dictate how you see yourself or your life, you go inside and you create it from there instead. But how does someone f- like find you? I, like, I, I've never seen an ad for a manifestation coach. How, oh. how do you have how do you have clients? Um, so my entire business year to date has been built on social media. So Facebook and Instagram. And so, uh, people are referred to me. Uh, I have a YouTube channel as well now that, uh, a lot of people really, really love for the content. So people find me there, then they follow me on Instagram or Facebook groups. And it's mostly women that, that you, um, that you help. Yes, I would say 95% of the people that um, are attracted to me are females. So what's our problem? Why do we need you? (laughs) (laughs) The problem is, is, you know, number one problem, you don't know what you want at all. Um, And then number two is because you don't know what you want, you just uh, continue living the same life with this desire for more within you, you know, a desire to experience different things to experience more time and financial freedom, to love yourself more, uh, to have a calmer, more fulfilled life. And so uh, when people find me, they start studying themselves. Okay, but maybe I'm personalizing this too much, but everything you just said makes me say, well, maybe that's why I or other women always feel unhappy. Well, of course, because you're comparing what you want uh, with what you don't have. And so I don't know what I want. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, you want more, you don't know what it is. So you feel completely lost. And so if you have uh, an end point or um, a place that you wish to go to or to experience, then it gives you uh, a plan to take of exactly what it is that you want. So if you want more self-love, then we create a plan on how do we create that for you? If you want more money, then we create a plan. How do we do that for you? If you want your business to grow um, and it's all, and, and what I mean, my plan is the plan to study yourself, change your identity uh, in order to bring that into your world. What if I said something a little bit more surface? I want a fun summer. Mom wants a fun summer. Oh, <laughs> uh, I know I do too. Uh, I just got off the phone with somebody and I said, you know what? I want to have some fun this summer. The beautiful thing about um, a fun summer is to recognize, you know, what is it that um, fun means to you? And so oftentimes we're, we're seeking things outside of us without clarity of what it is that we actually desire. So fun might be going to the pool. It might be going shopping. It might be relaxing. Um, and so one of the best things that we can do is to create a list of all the fun things we're going to do this summer and then just start ticking them off that list. Not that easy. Not that easy. I mean, I love parties. I just hate throwing them. 
I don't like cleaning up. I don't like all the prep. Um, I'm so then I would just get invited to parties. I wouldn't hold a party. <laughs> so how do I get invited to more parties without having to reciprocate? Ah, that's selfish. Uh, no, why is that selfish? Because you put yourself first. <laughs> this is the thing that I teach is that we attract to us uh, in our life the things that we desire the most and the things that we believe are possible for us. Right. So if you are worried that um, you're not going to be invited to some parties or you're going to have to reciprocate, the energy that you're giving off is no invitations and uh, no reciprocation. So what I would say is I would love to be invited to some parties uh, with no strings attached this summer. Uh, how would that feel? And I bet you, you'll start to attract that. But why do we always need to reciprocate? Could we reciprocate in a different way? Can we? We absolutely can. <laughs> yes. Okay. Energetic, Wait, energetic exchange can be in many ways. Okay. We're going to go into that when we're mommy today returns right after this. Listen to the all new Brett Bear podcast featuring common ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back on We're Momming Today with manifestation coach Kathleen Cameron. And true story, I got in a bind with work a few weeks ago and someone I'm friendly with, I wouldn't say I'm friends with them, but we're very, you know, cordial uh, with each other, actually came to my house, took the car seat out of my car, put it in her car, took my son to this organized school play date thingy-majig, and then brought him back to my house. I couldn't have been more grateful, so I bought her... Um, a gift card to one of the local salons as a thank you. Um, and then I, you know, I was, I was telling some friends this story. I didn't know what to do. And they were like, well, why would you bother to do anything? Like, that's what moms do. We help each other out. You would have paid her back yes. some way. But I just felt so guilty that she was so there in the, like, right, you know, on command that I had to do something immediate. Well, and I think if it comes from a feeling of just wanting to give, um, then that comes from like your true nature of just wanting to help other people. So what she did for you, she didn't do because she was uh, anticipating uh, getting something in return. She did it out of the kindness of her own heart. And so this is what I mean by energetic exchange. So what you could do is, you know, she expressed her energy towards you to help you out and you could have gone and done something else for a complete stranger and still have been um, in that giving energy and still, be open to continue to receive. So it doesn't have to be uh, necessarily a direct exchange, but it can be in any way. Just pass that that feeling of caring and giving on. Hmm. What about this one? This is a hard one, Kathleen. Um, I want to look good in a bathing suit this summer, except it's already summer. <laughs> well, yeah, recognizing that you already look right now. Like uh, I, I talk about this all the time. I wore my very first bikini at the age of 37. And Wait, for know, the first I time used- ever in your whole entire life? Yes. Oh, can we talk about this? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have very strong opinions about women over the age of 35, or I should say moms in bikinis. Really? I- What's your opinion? Okay. My opinion is no matter how perfect or imperfect the body is, I question the appropriateness when with children, I wear bikinis and every time I do, I say, oh, I'm with my kids. I'd like judge myself. Really? Yes. Um, so interesting. I know. I just, I'm not so sure I should be wearing one. So lately I've been buying one pieces and I feel like it's not just me. I feel like 
my mom friends are kind of doing the one piece thing too, regardless of the body. So is it um, a feeling that you're revealing too much skin? Yes. So, and the skin that you're revealing then is your midriff. Uh, well, all of it, all of it actually. Well, mid, yeah. Mm. Well, I guess one piece piece covers the, yeah, no, I know what you're saying, but you can also get a very conservative bikini at the same time, you know, high-waisted two-piece and all that with like the sports bra kind of top. Um, uh, Mid-drift. Yeah, I guess, I guess the concern is over the loose skin around the belly. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go there. (laughs) Is it, is it the opinions of the children that are um, the feeling of not wanting to show it? Or is it the opinion of the other adults at the pool? It has to be the other adults at the pool because all the children involved are too young to even notice. Exactly. So it's more about a fear of what other people will think of your body rather than um, being like a modest per se. Um, Hmm. You know, one of the things that I uh, truly believe in for, for me is that in order for me to love myself, I have to love all parts of me. And that includes, you know, the... Uh, larger size stomach or the bigger butt or the cellulite or stretch marks and recognizing that I am not my body, but I am in my body Hmm. and how I choose to talk about that body determines uh, the way that I will treat it as well. So uh, I'm recently now getting to a point where I'm loving myself so much and loving my physical body so much that I want to treat her well. So you put on a bikini for the first time at 37. And how was it? Totally. It was weird, right? No, it is so freeing and liberating and um, it's beautiful. And now I have a whole collection of them and I don't even want to wear a one piece anymore because I feel like the one piece is just hiding something that I don't like. And so instead of hiding something, yeah, yeah, you know, and why don't I like it? Because somebody told me it didn't look good, that it wasn't pretty, that it wasn't according to a beauty standard. Hmm. And so um, I've just normalized loving bigger bodies. And you know what? There's a lot of people that love bigger bodies. There's a lot of people that love cellulite and stretch marks and all that kind of stuff. So they tell um, stories like scars. Yeah, they do. They, they tell so many stories about your life and what you've achieved and, and what you've done. And, and if you think about your body as like the vessel that holds you, um, whether you believe you're a soul or spirit or whatever, um, your body is what carries you through this life journey. And so we want to really, really uh, treat it well and let it shine. And so that's, that's why for me now, um, I can be conservative, but in a bikini. I like this. Um, okay. You're helping me a lot. Different ways to energetically exchange, have a fun summer, put back on the bikini, not necessarily the string bikini, but the bikini. What else can we do? (laughs) I would absolutely fuel your mind with things that make you feel good about yourself this summer. Um, this summer tends to bring out a lot of things that on, especially on social media that can make you feel good or make you feel less than. And so how can you, you know, uh, Make sure that your social media feeds and the content that you're paying attention to is inspiring. Uh, 
motivates you. Follow people that make you want to get up and uh, be proud of yourself today um, versus making you feel less than. And I've chosen this summer that I'm going to primarily read personal growth and development books, but I throw out a couple of different like fun, raunchy romance novels in there. Um, but it's not going to be my whole summer. So um, I still want to fuel my mind positively this summer while having fun by the pool in my bikini. And hey, one of those bikinis is bright fuchsia pink. And so um, <laughs> not hiding anymore. I, lo- I love the kind of programming or configuring of your Instagram feed to have more positive or inspiring content. I do. I like that. Yeah. Maybe more honest those- content too. Yeah. And those algorithms are really powerful. So if you click on something a couple of times, you'll keep getting more of that. So pay attention to what you're clicking on, what you're liking, what you're watching all the way through. Uh, Because things like TikTok and Instagram, they'll keep feeding you um, what you're liking. And so just make sure you're liking the right thing. If we're talking about working moms, for instance, um, I'm sure this comes up with a lot of your clients. You're failing or you feel like you're always failing. Mm -hmm. You're not doing your job good enough and you're failing your kids each and every day and I've come to accept it there is no way on planet earth that I'm gonna even if I give it my 110 percent to everything that I do I'm gonna I'm gonna suck (laughs) I'm gonna suck on most days and let somebody down and I often do and you know I don't know if I let my kids down more or my boss down more but I just I constantly feel like a failure who tries Uh really hard yeah I talked about this actually on um uh, an episode of the doctors that I was on. We talked about female failure syndrome. FFS. How, yeah. Women are always just trying to be perfect. And the thing is, is that we always have expectations for ourselves far greater than anyone else has of us. So, you know, we clean our house to be absolutely spotless before anybody comes over and they don't we do. even pay attention or notice, you know? And I so, the biggest, the biggest thing in is, is to, you know, determine for you, what are those, um, those must priorities that you want to get done and you want to feel good about, and then the rest of it, just let it go. So an example, um, that I think about almost immediately is like, for me, I was working on a master's degree. I had two kids at home. I was, um, going to be going back to mat leave. I moved across the country and there was so much happening. I was so incredibly busy and I just felt like I couldn't keep up and I couldn't get it all done. And then one day somebody said to me, why do you put away all the kids toys at the end of the day, just for them to take them back out the next morning? Uh, because they would be, they have to be in the right place and organized and certain toys Uh go in certain bins and that's the way you have to do it. (laughs) I know. And I was like, well, it just, you know, and then I sat there for a minute and I went, you know, because we all go to bed at night (laughs) and the toys aren't seen by anyone and they come back out the next morning and it's just this thing we're doing constantly. And I was like, you know what? So that night I'm like, I'm not putting the toys away. And was it easy? And it, it wasn't easy the first time. (laughs) but, but now after doing it, I I don't care. Like messes can wait. Messes mean that it's lived in messes mean that we're having fun. We're having good experiences. And I mean, I've built a multi-million dollar business and my house might not be the cleanest, but it doesn't mean that I've failed. It means that I know what my priorities are. I like that. I like that. Mm -hmm. It's all about your mindset. So what, what do you say to the woman? Um, Working or not, it, it doesn't matter. Maybe it's best in this example if I say the, the stay-at-home mom who yeah. works hard on the house and with the children. Her husband comes home from work, you know, your traditional uh, 
familial uh, relationship. And he says, oh, hon, the house is a mess. What happened today? (laughs) What would your advice be to that? You know, honestly, it's about changing the way that you react to that comment. So um, our reaction to things in life will create another reaction. And so for me, it's quite simply saying, yep, today was busy and we really lived in this house today. So I'm glad that you're noticing all the living that we're doing. And then let now it help go. clean up. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. And, you know, and then just let it go. But what we do is we take that on. We take that comment on to mean that we didn't do our job right or that we didn't do what we were supposed to do. We're not good enough. Um, But it doesn't mean that at all because we're experiencing this phenomenal uh, thing called life. And the mess is just a reflection of that life. And so I often say to, uh, to women, you know, when they feel like they're failing at X, Y, and Z, I say, okay, so we are thinking life into the idea of failure. Let's think life into the idea of success. So where in your life do you feel that you're succeeding? Where are you doing a good job? You know, do you feel like your children are taken care of well? Do you feel like the meals that you make are good? Uh, Do you feel like the advice and support that you give to your sister is valuable? You know, and so what we're doing is we're starting to shift to see all the ways that we're good and all the ways that we are making a difference in people's lives. And eventually you fill your mind with the positive reinforcement and those feelings of failure will start to go away. Hmm. For, um, there's, for many women that I've spoken to on this podcast, something's been a, openly acknowledged, um, the, the fatherhood premium in the, in the workplace, I suppose. You know, let's say mom and dad have um, the same job, same company, and, and dad says to his boss, hey, I have to leave early today. I got to coach the kids' little league team. And everyone in the office is like, wow, such a great dad. And then mom says that, and everyone rolls their eyes. Here she goes, leaving early again. What do you make of that? I think it's just a uh, deeply rooted uh, shift in consciousness that is needed. I think it's changing. It's, it's similar to you know men getting more pay um, than uh, women get. I think about my mom when she went back to work. She went back to work when I was two weeks old. And we're Canadian, so she actually got a long maternity leave. But she felt like she was a female in a man's world trying to move up the corporate ladder. What did she and do? So she went. Uh, she she worked uh, in accounting. Mm-hmm. Um, she became a, a credit manager and, and things like that. But she used to leave uh, every single break to go breastfe- breastfeed me with the babysitter. You know, so she did things outside of the norm in order to advance herself in the workplace. And so I think some of those things still exist, but we need to stop giving them uh, power. And so um, be proud that, yes, I'm leaving to take care of my children because they are a priority for me. And knowing that you can do both, you can be a successful, uh, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a business owner, or whether you are an executive, you know, you can be successful in all areas of your life when you kind of give up the feeling of perfectionism, um, needing to always do it in the best way, and accepting that right now, uh, the way that you're doing it is perfect and beautiful and is successful. And so, um, not giving, um, don't give that attention. You know, if the man is getting different type of feedback than you, I I would just be like, well, I guess I'm going to help shift this paradigm. (laughs) 
(laughs) this thought process. Do you think that women feel the need to act more masculine in the workplace? Oh, yes, I do. Really? This is this is something that I uh, really, really work on uh, with a lot of my um, female clients because there there is two different energies that we reside in. We reside in the feminine energy and we reside in the masculine. And I don't mean just women or men. And I don't mean uh, gender. Um, you know, men have masculine qualities and men have female qualities and it's the same thing for us. But what happens is, is that we see men in traditional leadership roles. We see men as the breadwinners in the past. We see them making uh, money in the past. And so we associate success with masculinity and success with, um, tendencies to be. So the masculine energy is more like hustle and grind. Mm -hmm. It's like work hard, put in more time and effort and, what I teach is actually how to balance between both the masculine and the feminine. And so the feminine energy is the nurturing. It's the growth. Um, The subconscious mind is the womb of creation. So manifestation happens in the subconscious mind. It happens in the womb. It's where the ideas grow. So many, many women feel like they need to tap into their masculine in order to achieve success. And so I'm pulling them back and saying, okay, Let's stop trying to change the physical world and let's go within and tap into our feminine energy and then behave in masculine ways. So um, go within, start to love yourself, start to believe in what you're capable of, start to feel the feelings of success, and then let's go get to work, you know, instead of just the get to work. And now what I'm finding, which is really interesting, is some of my uh, private coaching clients, three of them are males. And so men are starting to see what these successful women are doing. You're telling me that I can achieve 10 times more than what I'm achieving without working so hard. Tell me more. And that's what's happening now. I'm just, I guess I'm questioning myself here because when you're talking about feminine energy, I understand it's, it's the nurturing part, maybe the softer side, but you know what I automatically thought multitasking that's feminine energy to me. I never get to just do one thing. Never. I do a million things at the same time. My husband does one thing. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And so how can you think about that for a minute? Is feminine energy multitasking? I don't know. I think the feminine energy is setting intent, clear direction, finishing what you start and giving it time to, to grow. So I think it's okay if we're super crisp and clear on what we're doing, but sometimes what women do though, is that we're trying to do 20,000 things and then we don't do any of them fully. Well, a lot of bosses say, if you want something done, right, just give it to a mom, meaning (laughs) that they're so harried all the time. They know how to get things done with a lot going on and they'll do it early and right the first time. women get stuff done moms. I mean, we've learned to pivot. We've learned to pivot and we've learned to do a lot of things at one time, and which, just which is good to go back to the story that I, I shared in the beginning about a friend of mine who did me that huge favor kind of out of nowhere. And at the last minute, um, I have found that you know, girls are catty growing up. You know, you remember junior high school, high school. And then I think something shifts as as adults, but specifically as mothers, because you realize it takes a village. So I don't know anybody, I, I really don't, who would never not go out of their way to help someone else if and their well, children. And be- yeah, and I think it's because we experience some of our lowest moments in motherhood. Um, 
when my girls were little, 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 they're eight and 10 now, but when they were really, really little, there's um, so much overwhelm in how am I going to take care of them? How am I going to take care of my house? How am I going to take care of my husband? How am I going to take care of my household? And then you're reaching out for people because it's isolating. I know it, it maybe doesn't feel uh, for other people that it's isolating, but to be home all day with two kids doing the same thing every single day, you feel very alone and your identity is gone. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. some of the friendships that I made in that year when I had two kids at home um, are still friendships today because we experienced this shift in our life that was so profound. And now we know where we can be to help each other you know what? I've been there, girl, and I'm here for you. My sister's in it right now. And I am like, what can I do for you? Tell me what you need. And I am there. I know. I it's like it. they you really just get it. You understand it in a way that no one, no one else could. I, I told my kids the other day. It was actually kind of funny. Um, I was like, you know, mommy was mommy before I was really a mommy. Like I was like a real human being. I would go out. I had <laughs> friends, you know. <laughs> I'm just it's like, mom, you don't want to be your mommy. No, I'm just trying to tell you that like I was a person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and this, <laughs> this has been the biggest shift for me in the past two years is that um, I've started to now see that that person come back. My kids don't like, get it. I mean, the, you know, my my son, he's he just turned four. And he, honestly, he's a nightmare right now. Um, he follows me. He literally is my tail. Um, I cannot go into the bathroom without him. I cannot take a shower without him. I have to sleep with him at night. Um, he actually goes into my pajama, my pajama drawer in the morning. You know, I'll be at work and I'll find, you know, when I see him later in the day in the car, he took like one of my T-shirts and he holds on to it. It's cute, oh but it's a, it's a little excessive. So I'm trying to figure out what's causing all of this because I honestly spend a lot of time with the kid. Oh, like, I don't know. Well, you know what? But this is a really good example, though, of how um, if you know what it is that you do desire and you focus on that, it'll change the experience. So start thinking about what it would be, what it will be like when he becomes more independent and when he is kind of on his own more and you're starting to feel your, your independence again, you will find that he'll shift away from that because your energy is no longer on the experience of it, but on the experience of what's to come. Yeah. Right now I'm just trying to get like, you know, 20 minutes alone time <laughs> to watch TV, you know, not one of his shows. <laughs> I'm, I'm start, I, I set the bar low. <laughs> yeah, I remember this reminds me of such a funny time, but I remember when uh, my little one, Reagan, I was uh, doing my master's degree and she was like that. She wanted me to watch everything with her. So I set her up next to me and I have a picture of us doing this. I set her up next to me on an old computer that I had with a, a set of headphones and I put on her show and I said, okay, honey, you do your work and I'll do my work. And she literally sat next to me while I wrote a paper doing her work, which is just like a show. Oh, that is so cute. Well, show her that well you probably show her that picture now and she'll truly understand it she's old enough i think oh completely yeah she, she'll she'll totally get that now uh, but it's it's little things that we you know it's the innovative little practices that moms come up with that allow us to to get a lot more done and kathleen before we go how can people find you where, where are you on social media how can we hook up with you yeah. Um, you know, Instagram is probably the best place. Kathleen Cameron manifests. And then, um, I have a YouTube channel too, Kathleen Cameron, um, lots of stuff about motherhood manifestation relationships on there too. And it's all just free content, um, that you can just fill your soul with. Like the one word I would use right now to describe you. I don't know you. This is our first time speaking is my adjective for you is lovely. I think you are a lovely person. 
Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> Listen ad free with the Fox News Podcasts Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Prime members can listen ad free on the Amazon Music app or just hit the follow button on your favorite podcast player. It's been awesome talking to you. Oh, you too. You too. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.